The first time I went to your apartment, I wanted you to show me every room and demonstrate something you did in each one. I like to imagine what you're doing all day when you're here, I said. I like to think of you all the time, I said. In the kitchen, I watched you make coffee. In the bathroom, you sat on the toilet seat for me. In the living room, you did some jumping jacks. You sat at the dining room table and ate a carrot while I watched you. In the bedroom, you slowly changed your clothes without taking your eyes off me. That was the opening passage from Kevin Sampsel's This Is Between Us, a, a novel read by Mr. Sampsel himself. Uh, this is Book Circle Online. I'm Jason Squamata. My co-hosts are... Pat Janowski. And Mark Savage. We are here with Kevin Sampsel, and we are covering his new novel, which is entitled This Is Between Us. This is Book Circle Online. From the library of Maria Menounos, this is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. And uh, it, is, uh, it is a delight to be here with you, Kevin. And, uh, having, indeed. Indeed, having uh, freshly experienced your scorchingly intimate, heartbreaking, funny, sad, whimsical, winsome... Um, and, uh, uh, and now and then soul... Willowy. Dis- what? I'm sorry? Willowy? Willowy. Willowy, yes. I was willowy. looking, I was yeah. looking for a third W. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is willowy in portions, but, uh... Whining. Whining. There's some whining in there. We, yes. There might be some whining. Wacky. Yeah. Wacky, yes. Or as one might say, mm. uh-huh. with a different meaning entirely, whack. Whack, mm. as it were. So, uh, thank you for being here, Kevin. Thank you. Yes. Um... So uh, let's uh, let's just cut right to the chase. We have a whole bunch of questions we want to ask you about this uh, this amazing book. Did we want to start saying our our impressions of the book, or should we just wade right in? I, I let's just jump right in. We got yeah. the guy here. Let's love it. Yeah, let's pick the brain. Okay. Yeah. So Pat. So picking your brain, not literally. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we're all writers here. We're all adults here, and um, one of the things that uh, came up in my mind as I was reading this book. It's a it's a pastiche of, of bits, little bits. Like you, the piece you read was of average length, I would say. Some of them are longer, some of them are shorter. And um, the novel is broken up into years, five different years in the course of this relationship. And uh, what I wondered was when you were writing this book, how did you write it? Did you just start recalling or making up... Um, scenes or incidents and then kind of sift them into these years as you were editing the book or did you kind of write it with a chronological order in mind um i wrote uh bit by bit just different scenes um or uh, i always refer to them as as chapters even though like some of them are only a couple of sentences and some of them are like two pages at the longest mm-hmm. um and then the years are like the sections so i basically wrote all these these chapters are vignettes, um, in no particular order, really. I just kind of wrote them as um, as I would think of them. I, I um, initially started off um, kind of thinking I was going to just write like a short story of these like kind of fragmented moments of a relationship, mm. and so I did about ten pages of those, and. Um, because uh, sometimes I, I'll write short stories that are like that, They're just sort of like fragmented little things. Mm-hmm. And I thought um, it was so fun to write those, and I'm, and I'm always really interested in writing about relationships and, and the way people interact with each other. Um, oh, that's what a relationship is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, right, right. Go on. <laughs> so I just thought, um, I, I'm just going to keep uh, writing a bunch more of these and see like what happens and and maybe I can make it, like, a full book. And um, So I just kind of, you know, progressively r- wrote different scenes with the couple, the different things that they would talk about, the different kind of, like, insecurities that they would address in their relationship and, like, um, you know, just, just those sort of uh, scenarios, you know. And, and also just, like, the inner thoughts of, of, of you know, what they think about. Um, and... Um, so yeah, I just wrote a bunch of those, um, and then when I was getting close to done, then I had to sort of figure out, like, okay, 
this seems like a five-year relationship, mm-hmm. uh, or this seems like it's like a, a, a good five-year chunk of the relationship. So right. I had to put, uh, I basically just made piles on my floor, like, okay, this, this scene seems like it would happen in the first year, this would be, like, the year, this would be, like, the third year, they're starting to have, like, some problems or whatever, Mm -hmm. and this is, this would be, like, the fifth year when there's, you know, trying to get to some point of, of resolve, you know, so, um, um, the life cycle so, yeah. aspect of it felt uh, felt super true. So the structure that emerged was this. I mean, uh, was this five year thing? Because because I, I was curious, were there other structures that you experimented with, having accumulated that? Um, no, I think I decided on five years. Um, I had a cup. I've had a couple of relationships that were five year relationships in the past, and um, and you know like. I, I I remember thinking at one point um, in my life before that like oh maybe five years is my limit <laughs> like, yeah. maybe maybe I have some sort of problem when I reach the five year mark or something or is that a problem maybe that's the ideal length of a relationship <laughs> yeah who knows because people always talk about the seven year thing mm-hmm. and I could have done seven years or whatever but I don't know it seems like um, it seems like a little cliche to do the seven year thing five years is a really good you know, like, mm-hmm. compact time. Um, well, and in the progress of this relationship, it seems like it took five years to get through a lot of issues and to break into a kind of understanding. I mean, I mean, who knows what follows with these characters mm-hmm. after the fact, but I was basically from the first chapter anticipating a breakup, that this was going to be the story mm-hmm. of a breakup. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they do fly apart and fly mm-hmm. back together again throughout, but, uh, like, the... Um, the device of making it this sort of second person, you know, love letter, you know, to yeah. to her, um, was uh, to me. I mean, I, it kind of put that idea in my head. I mean, I I love I love that device in general. I mean, any attempt to you know to do the second person, I, I you know, just seems like super adventurous. But mm. in this context where it's not this choose your own adventure voice but it's you're, it's, you're walking yeah. through the cave right, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Left right. right no but it, it's like this yeah. testimony like you need to remember this like mm. this is what happened and then you didn't know this but and I know this was bad but this happened too and this was beautiful yeah. so it, I, it my, my worry as I became more involved with the characters and you know and I would have totally accepted it structurally as, as a literary device but I was worried about the characters and thought that it was heading towards a place where you need to remember all this because we're done. Like, oh, like yeah. it was an argument yeah. he was having. Yeah, was yeah. Making a case. Right, right. That was that was something that I did think of, like toward the end of writing the book, um, where uh, like it took me about two years to write the book, which is pretty fast for me actually. So like mm-hmm. the first year, I was really, I felt like I was sort of like on a really good tear, and I was writing a lot of a lot of um, the chapters, and I would I would write like. Uh, I, for some reason, I was always off. I was often like writing two in a sitting, mm-hmm. so I would always have my ideas were coming two at a time for some reason. So mm-hmm. I would be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I have this idea where they're, you know, like um, they're gonna play with, uh, you know, like flashlights or whatever, and the electricity goes out." Mm-hmm. And then like, "Oh, I have this other idea," that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I did a lot of a lot of the story. In the first year, probably like seventy percent or so of the book, and then the second year it was sort of like I got to that point where like okay, well if this is gonna be a novel, I need to like figure uh-huh. out like what it's gonna be, like what like what order it's gonna be, and like what uh, if there needs to be some other kind of plot or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so um, those were things that I wrestled with a little bit more in the second year uh-huh. and um are you talking about the voice as well like you didn't write it in second person no i did write it in you second did. person okay, thank yeah. You. yeah and i don't think i ever really wavered i don't think i ever thought oh maybe i should write it in this other in this other way i think when i was writing it in first person well i've written other or second person i've written other stuff like that and um and i've never felt like it was like a hard thing to do but it was probably like shorter uh, and stuff. Right, right. Um, well, it's very intimate. Is yeah. the thing that we're talking about, oh, like yeah. you said, yeah. 
it, Jason, you were saying maybe this is, has to be a, I need you to understand this because we're going to break up or right. something. Mm -hmm. right. But it's really, mm -hmm. you're talking very intimately to this person. Mm -hmm. And yet it's in this book that everyone's reading. <laughs> and it's got this, this the picture on the cover of, of this woman's, I'm assuming, lips, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> kind of whispering the words, this is between us. <laughs> right, right, right. And yet, here we are all reading it. Well, that was one thing that I did think about, though, is, um, was the idea that, um, like, I, I sort of wasn't sure, too, like, it got to that point, like, after the year mark when I was starting to try to figure out, like, what, how it was going to end and what shape it was going to be, where I was sort of thinking, well, how is it going to end? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I had to kind of, you know, figure out how it was going to end. And, and I, I did wonder, like, well, maybe one of them dies, or mm -hmm. maybe, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, maybe they break up, or maybe they, like, have this, like, kind of cheesy happy ending or whatever. And, and so I had to, like, navigate and, you know, like, not choose any of those. But, um... Which is nice. It kind of ends in this beautiful... Um, I was reading a review today, and mm -hmm. I think she put it as, like, a slideshow of just... A, a few like moments in this ongoing story, yeah. and and that you're you just kind of want more by the end. It's there's no well, big wham bam. It's 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 like an accumulation, and you realize that's what life is. Is just these things happen, and and they don't necessarily all make complete sense. Yeah, and I and I think as well the title this is between us. It's almost like the book is a list of things mm -hmm. that are between them. There's right. this that's between us. What it is, uh -huh. we don't really know. Um, I did think about um, the, uh, the the second person thing. Like I said, I, for some reason, I like a lot of people um, talk about that with the book, but for some reason it didn't seem that um, that strange to me. I think I was writing it with a couple of things in mind. I was writing it with like the voice of poetry in mind like the voice of like when you read poems and it's and they're often addressed to the reader or whatever you know it's like you you and I mm -hmm. and um the other thought was that I also wanted it to read sort of like almost like a, a journal or a diary or a letter oh, to somebody right, right, right. and um mm -hmm. uh and yeah sort of recounting recounting these memories and um you know, things in a relationship that, um, that makes it, um, that really ultimately makes it a really special, um, thing to have in your life. Because not all relationships or not everyone's life has this big plot to no, it. Right. And so a lot of, you know, a lot of people's lives are just an accumulation of different right. moments sure. and stuff. It, in so. jokes and experiences. Mm -hmm. and, well, and, and just small moments. And mm. we were talking about this just a little bit before you got here, mm. about how um, exquisitely um, rendered these very small moments are. Mm. That's what makes it... Um, so it, the, spe the specificity, the the observation, how they are I, with I owe you it. half a blowjob. Uh -huh. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. the <laughs> yeah, well, we can I discuss that. We, <laughs> Mark, look, we've been over this. We have, right. to read that. we have to read that one sometime this hour because that is one of my favorite passages in the book. It's mm -hmm. just so tight and, and uh, uh, says so many different things mm -hmm. in just a few sentences about their, uh, their sense of humor. It, it's comical. Our narrator walks around... With yeah, his penis oh. outside of his or through his boxer shorts, boxer shorts. Right. which is just funny. Yes, yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, and, well, you know, and that there are like moments of um, of 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 comedy in this that are like totally natural and arising, yeah. you know, from the interactions between these characters, and that 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 comedy. And, you know, these kind of, like, vulgar moments that we have in our intimate relationships are, can it coexist in a work with these, like, delicate, poetical iterations? Because I, I, I keep, I, like, uh, when Vince is introduced, and it's just in a couple of sentences, but that, like, he's, he's like, um, it's like a saintly portrait. He's a tornado child surrounded by Legos. And careening train sets, mm -hmm. and I'm just oh okay yes here's the child and uh, and I and to me like the resolution of it uh, returning to that metaphor of the family as a composite composite organism with eight arms and and four hearts you know I, I it doesn't it doesn't need this kind of like plot 
structure or this plot cage to lend it sense because like in life there's this there this apparently random agglomeration of moments but with these threads running through them mm -hmm. yeah. and and the threads were and present. the problem with plots a lot of time is that, is that you have to um, you know figure out resolutions with plots mm -hmm. and and um, the thing I like about writing with 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 moments and and just little little scenes is that um, there isn't really like a resolution in certain conversations or whatever. There's right, just these right. sort of like you know these kind of drop offs and these sort of like uh, lingering sort of moments where you kind of uh, as like the 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 person you know as one of the people in the relationship you have to deal with that and and like you know figure out how you feel about it like uh, <laughs> right, yeah, la right. later on and right, you know most right. of most of the time hopefully in the relationship uh you'll have you know like sweet sort of happy feelings about how your moments together are right but every once in a while there'll be sort of these kind of like lingering like hmm that kind of troubled me a little uh, bit yeah sure, like when sure. that happened and there yeah. is no resolution yeah and it's just there and it's and living with that uncertainty yeah. and, and, and unresolvable nature of life and relationships is mm -hmm. is a really delicate and um really difficult thing to do right and i think um reading this book from the beginning um i was looking for omens of you know th this moment where he doesn't tell her something mm. is this is this the big mistake that is leading to is this mm. the downfall and and you can see well in some ways this is his downfall in life but it's also not and right, that's yeah. it's, it, it, it it leaves it um open for you to i mean and, and i think that in life when you look back on relationships that have ended you can see the bad things spring up and oh this would these were the signs right, that I right, knew. Right. but and then but there are the good things as well right and, well, and I, they're all there right and i think there is that passage where it, you talk about the accumulation of secrets this was like oh, the yeah. first secret yeah and, this, you know, and there's that, some and yeah and the, big ones and that did strike me as oh yeah. this is going to be the dissolution but it's not it's not that it's kind not. of story and that it's just an observation of a feature of relationships because everybody has some kind of secret uh -huh. yeah right. even if it's a you know I think your friend is attractive. Uh -huh. yeah. I'm not going to say. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a couple of times too where I tried to um, talk about uh, like when when he uh, talks about other relationships that he's had or other relationships that she's that she's had. Um, there are also these kind of like troubling moments that happen, but um, in those in those stories or vignettes you kind of um there is kind of like a a resolution because you know things didn't work out with mm. that person. right oh, right so you can yeah. see them for what they are right. so, yeah oh that's interesting yeah. the perspective is there huh. now you guys both felt that you were both waiting for the the, the axe to drop which it, it through the middle it does they break up yeah. for a while and then huh. Um, you were stronger of mind than I was because um, for me it was impossible <laughs> to separate um, this book from what I know about your relationship with you and your wife. Full disclosure, um, we all know Kevin and yes. his wife. And there are certain characteristics that the you in this book has in common with your wife. And so for me... It was, um, I did not have that feeling at all. I had right. ultimate confidence that everything was going to be okay. <laughs> now, okay, in the big picture of yeah. that, relationships yeah. are really difficult. Mm -hmm. And okay is never a, a sure thing ever. However, um, now, and that was one of our questions. Something that you get all the time, um, you've, you've written a memoir called The Common Pornography, and... Um, this book says it's a novel, and people have asked you how much of this book is true. Uh, the answer I heard you give one time was 66.7% <laughs> is true. It's very precise. You wrote it down. Uh, well, it was interesting to me uh, for so many I, reasons. I change it. What uh, would you say? So today, me. Kevin, <laughs> how much how of much this book true? would you say is true? Um... um Oh, well, I mean, 
it depends on what you, how you define yeah, true. What's, what is true? Like, uh, true what, as in things that have happened or things that... Happens uh, to me or happened ha- or... Because some of them are things that, yeah. are, that have happened with other... With, with past relationships, some, right. of the, some of the things are, are reminiscent of things I've experienced in past relationships. Right. And with other... Uh, and with friends, like, telling me telling stories, stories. Mm-hmm. about sure. that. So, um, I'd say probably around 60%, 61. Lowering just a little uh, bit. 61, 60, 61, yeah. maybe 60.5 <laughs> if we're going to round. Um, um, but I, tef- I, I purposely... Yeah. yeah, so I, I purposely um, did uh, put some stuff that was um, more fictional, uh, hopefully, obviously fictional, um, so that people... Would people who know me would be reminded oh, when they read a thing like, right. "Oh, there's like a daughter, and he doesn't uh-huh. have a daughter," right. yeah. and there's yeah. like a part in there. I think there's even a part in there where I said something like, uh, "Where the guy is like um, six feet tall or something like that," <laughs> and I'm like five ten. So, I mean, so I mean, as much as I mean, we know Kevin and are privileged to rub elbows with uh, with Kevin on a semi daily basis through various venues. As this book goes into the wider wider world, those concerns probably won't be as relevant. People will say, oh, it's a novel, and, you know, and, and, and you're always asking, you know, it, how much yeah. of this is autobiographical. Well, and also, too, like, I, you know, obviously, when I, when I'm writing it, uh, and it's a real, you know, it's a realist novel, so mm-hmm. you do want people to read it and think, like, oh, did this really happen? Like, right. As a fiction writer, um, that's really, like, one of the highest compliments sure. like like sure. oh this seems like it's true this can't be right. Right. this is obviously something that he you know yeah. because and, and so, specific and so detailed. yeah because true so that's cool it rings right. true yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which is that that was going to be my right. answer that to you right. what is true certainly things that have happened in other relationships things that right. people have told you but also just like the bigger picture of what is true mm-hmm. um if if the things ring so true that all the details do, whether or not it's actually factual is irrele- irrelevant mm-hmm. because the, the, the little things, they make that picture of love, even if they're not right. factual, you know, that it's a, it's a dangerous place. It's a really scary place to be. It's a difficult thing to do mm-hmm. together with all the beautiful, fun, laughy, um, moments, right. sexy moments. Um, but so that for me, that's that's like that's the magic. I agree with you. That's that's a great accomplishment. Well, and also in the in the progression of the relationship. I mean, I'm not someone who has brought a relationship to term in the sense that I you know I have a family. If you know if you consider that you know the ultimate fruition of of, uh, of a relationship. Well, according to Dan Savage uh, in The Commitment. Oh yes. Uh, the only successful relationship. Well, this is according to the Catholic Church. Yes. The only select su- successful relationship is one in which one of you and up dead. Oh. Because it's till death do us part. Oh, sure. Yeah. So think yeah. about whether you want well, that Well, and then in that you. case, I've had several successes. <laughs> but I won't discuss in detail until the statute of limitations runs out. But, um... Sorry for the interruption. No, that's that quite all right. Yes. But in terms of the kidlings, um, I, it, it, uh, it felt, the arc of the relationship felt true on that level, how... At first, it's all about this this romance and their kind of like flight from these unhappy marriages. And the kids are obviously loved, um, but they're supporting characters. But by the time we get to year five, you know, and most of year five is is about is about you know the kids and uh, and and coming back to that the composite organism metaphor for this family that's developed. It just it it felt like. I felt great about these people going forward into the future, you know, because I'd, I'd seen them going through all these bumps, and I felt like this was a family. That's good. Yeah, I didn't, um, I'm not really sure if I was totally aware that there was more uh, kid stuff in year five, but uh, that, that, that makes sense. I'm glad I did that. Yeah. I probably should, maybe I uh-huh. should have put some other... Your editor probably... Should have put more sex in year five. No, no, no. More sex in year five. No, the kids are sexy, too. There's not many penises in year five. Lots of penises throughout. Yeah. <laughs> True enough. A variety of penises. All, yeah. kinds of, all kinds of parts. <laughs> yes. I was... I, I wanted to go back to something that I said before, which was the little things, whether or not they're, they're factual, the trueness of them is so... Um, uh, evocative. It, it just really um, it kind of tore my heart up a little bit. It was it was really a- affecting. Um, there was this one scene where you were talking about her, some of her ex boyfriends, and 
you're like, so are we gonna? I like, am I gonna meet all these guys at some point? Are they? Are they all gonna show up at your funeral? Are they gonna be gathered around your deathbed at the hospital? And you know, which exposes a lot, and it's funny, and it exposes a lot, and. And, you know, her response was very practical and kind of like, well, where would they all stand? They couldn't even fit in the hospital. <laughs> that just wouldn't work. And then she says, no, I just want you there because I want it to be private. This is, you know, between us. Mm -hmm. This is, I want it to be our private moment, right. which is just heartbreaking and beautiful. But it came out of this kind of funny, ridiculous situation. Yeah. And those are the kinds of things I'm talking about. There, right. This book is littered with those. Yeah. yeah. I try to think of uh, I tried to think of a lot of sort of conversational moments that happen in a relationship and mm -hmm. and you know, there's definitely a lot, especially in this sort of, you know, getting to know you phase the first, you know, year, a couple of years even mm -hmm. where people are, you know, asking you, you know, the uncomfortable sort of questions mm -hmm. like what's uh, so like um, have you ever done hard drugs? Like, what's the who's your best lover you've ever had? Like, you know, things like that. Had the like best that. ass. And oh, like, this girl yeah. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, but, yeah. Your ass is great too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. you know, it's all of those. Um, uh, all of those kind of conversations are. Um, well, in those moments really too that funny. we've all experienced, where you're in your relationship, and the person takes you someplace where you've been with your, you know, another mm -hmm. person, and you don't know what to do, and mm -hmm. you're, you you want to be in the moment with them, but it's hard, and sometimes you say something which kind of ruins everything, and everybody knows that. Sometimes you don't say anything, and it's still weird, and and then there's the you you also examine that from the flip side when you're broken up. Mm -hmm. And and she's mad because everything is reminding her of you. My car reminds oh, yeah. me. <laughs> she said, and and the the protagonist says, "Well, take a road trip with somebody else." And she says, "I can't just replace memories." Mm -hmm. And it's so true. And and it's it's those it's those very little conversations and and things that happen to you when you're in these different relationships. Yeah. Well, an exasperation with those things, but also clinging to them because there's something mm -hmm. beautiful yeah. about that mm -hmm. too. And, uh, yeah, and just, and, and throughout, I mean, the, the pillow talk is beautiful and, you know, and, mm -hmm. and the, the way that it keeps coming back to this place where it can be simultaneously hilarious and super intimate and embarrassing. Now is, um, like, do you, do you record your, your pillow talk at all? I mean, is, is any of this, like, direct from, I have a you know, post-coital post yeah. conversations? Or? Uh, hmm. I don't record it. No. Okay, so you don't lean over and scribble. But I'll remember <laughs> stuff sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That's what I was. I was gonna. I was wondering about that too, because the voices are so distinct. And um, you know whether um, you wrote down whole quotes of things that you recalled people saying. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes I'll do that. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm not the kind of person who like um, carries around a notebook and like scribbles in it all the time. But I did. Uh -huh. I did have a couple of notebooks. That I would utilize like certain times, and there's there's a lot of times I I kept one by my bed, and there would be a lot of times where I would think of something right before I fell asleep. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want it. I was you know sleepy, so I didn't want to <laughs> get up. So I would just kind of reach over and just write write something in there. And and there were a couple of chapters um, uh, in these little these little notebooks where I would write you know my idea, and it would kind of just turn into like basically like the the five sentence chapter mm -hmm. and then I would get up and I would be like oh well, that's pretty you know that's like I, 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 don't, I don't need to like add anything yeah. <laughs> and then I would just like type it in uh, you know it, it made me think reading it um, a couple of books that Pat and I have talked about a lot lately mm -hmm. um, Renata Adler her book Speedboat which has uh, this similar structure in a way of different a very different subject matter and style but the, um, these flashes of memory that just build up to this picture um, and uh, Joe Brainerd's I Remember book which um, again is completely different but the, the way in which it builds up this it's almost a list of things he remembers yeah. it's that simple and, and yet the, the, it's, it's this tiny banal uh, I remember ice cream next to yeah. this very intimate sexual encounter he's had and 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 that um there's something really true about that that um really has power as it as it builds as you read one after the other and that's what 
this book has as well, I think. Where yeah, there's kind of, I mean, it, it, I think it's always good to sort of have some, you know, kind of normal, everyday kind yeah. of uh, things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what most, the, that's what we have most of all. Yeah. Our lives are these moments. Even huge, life-changing moments are filled with those tiny details of... So when you have something big happen, or when you have something, like, dramatic happen, then it makes it that much more, uh, like, um, you know, that much more um, heavy, because Mm -hmm. the rest, you know, the rest of life is is kind of just more these smaller, quiet moments. Right, but at the same time, I like to process that big heavy dramatic moment in a life I mean you almost have to shadow it into those little details and and your brain does that anyway Uh, something huge will happen uh, for some reason there's this disco song in your head and you don't what what is this yeah Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other things Mm -hmm. um, suddenly come sharply into focus in a way that still makes no sense to us Um, I'm a big fan of of, uh, I remember as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. um I haven't read the uh, Speedboat book yet, but I've, I've, I've heard a lot about it. Yeah. And it's like just one of those books that, that I've always thought, like, whenever someone brings it up, it's like, oh, yeah, I should read that book. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I just haven't it's, yet. But it's I heard it's, it's difficult really and odd and beautiful. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's like a pastiche or a collage, one might say, uh, of, of just these moments mm-hmm. that make yeah. up this picture uh, rather than a through line of yeah. narration. You, you, which is you find yourself different. reaching to figure out the narrative and the characters, yeah, right. but each each vignette is just so well formed. I did have like a couple of like sort of odd inspirations while working on the book. I was reading a lot of poetry for one thing, so I was mm-hmm. I was influenced a lot of I was influenced by a lot of um, poets, um, mostly like younger American poets. Um, there seems to be this like resurgence of really great like yeah. uh, American poetry right now, and so uh, so I was reading a lot of that stuff, and that was that was influencing me. And I'm friends with a lot of those those people that I read. And um, but one of the other sort of like odd inspirations was um, there's a book by Joe Brain or uh, Joe Wenderoth um, called Letters to Wendy's. It's like one of my oh, favorite yeah. books ever, oh, yeah. and um, ah. and it's just this really odd. <laughs> book and he's like each page is like a comment card size paragraph about this guy <laughs> like you know uh, writing these comments to Wendy's mm-hmm. and they're like uh, and they're basically just like his 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 inner thoughts that he goes to Wendy's every day and he just kind of thinks he just writes these things about like these like crude like dirty things about like the girl working at the counter mm-hmm. or like the meat um, but then there's like these kind of like funny like moments and there's like these sort of like oddly philosophical poetic <laughs> moments and it's just this really strange like unpredictable uh volatile possibly offensive little book and uh, and that was kind of an influence while i was working on the book especially early on i was kind of thinking like oh yeah i kind of want this to be like Larry's right. uh, like i want i want certain chapters to be you know like i want people to like kind of like stop and yeah, and think like what what happened there? Whoa, what's something uh, what sexy and weird? <laughs> yeah, like, like when you know. her brother, um, you know, so. coming on to him and that kind of thing. Yeah, and his reaction to it, which is, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I like to watch. Um, and so yeah, you go, okay, that's really intimate and yeah. uncomfortable and uh, and he kind weird. of looks like his sister. Of course, it makes sense. She, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Well, and the thing where he sees his ex-girlfriend at the club, and they meet in the bathroom, and mm-hmm. you know, on the way home, he picks flowers, and and right. and and that one ended where she puts the flowers in the vase and doesn't say anything, right. and then it ended, and there yeah. was no resol- resolution. It doesn't come back. Yeah, it just lingers around or doesn't linger. Yeah, yeah and it's just this—it's the picture. The, oh. um, I was also thinking of the book. Um, this is how you leave her. By Juno Diaz, oh, yeah. which mm-hmm. was a, a series of short stories, basically. Yeah, about. I read that recently. Oh, mm-hmm. I just loved it, and it yeah. was similar in in that it was a series of different kind of viewpoints of this narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, they were longer, and there were proper chapters and proper stories all together, not not kind of short. As hits. opposed to the improper yeah. chapters. Oh, that, right. that I don't know why I said proper. And thank God for that. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> improper book, which I totally enjoyed. <laughs> Now, um, would would you connect your approach with this book to your passion for collage? I mean, do do you think? I mean, you know. Um, 
because, I mean, I've always because had, we would. Yes, yeah. we would. <laughs> At the collaging thing that I've that I've kind of uh, fell into recently um, uh, is more of a, a little more of a newer thing. I mean, I've always like kind of played around and done like these word collages and stuff. Um, you know, even going back to like the '90s. Uh, and I think when I first started doing that stuff, it was influenced by, like, William Burroughs and these stories about him cutting up text and then mm-hmm. rearranging them and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So these, like, sort of William Burroughs cut-up experiments. Mm-hmm. And so I think I started doing that. Uh, but I would cut out, like, one word at a time, whereas he would cut out, like, sentences mm-hmm. and chunks of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would just cut out one word at a time, and it was like... I guess it's kind of like a glorified, like, magnetic poetry or something. So the accumulation and the images and words that you've chosen and how you choose to place them in relation to each other, it's to state the obvious, but makes more more than the sum of its parts. And and with the book, it's very similar. Mm. Any one moment by itself is just a moment. But like Mm. life, it's the... Accumu- the layering, the accumulation of those moments that really means uh-huh. something. Well, and it, it's like that accrued substance gives the, this book like the flavor of a life observed mm-hmm. rather than, you know, some, um, you know, mechanical, you know, uh, plot with, uh, with a pre-programmed denouement, <laughs> um, you know. Uh, so what what form will these collages uh, like? In uh, how will these be accessible to, to the layman? <laughs> I'm still trying to figure uh, that out. I just um, have really gotten into it the past couple months, and uh, I um, I have another I have a uh, another novel that I started, um, but uh, I've sort of become so. Um, Obsessed with collaging, that that's all, that's all I, I've been doing. Very little writing, uh-huh. mostly collaging. Uh-huh. Um, I like that collage is a verb. Yeah, and uh, right. so I I think I do want to uh, make a collage book. So uh-huh. that's that's the idea now is to um, is to keep doing this and to to make a book out of a bunch of collage uh-huh. and. Um, uh, and also, like, I, I, I want to do, I want to do some shows, you know, like, you know, when I get better at it and, like, have more, more stuff. I'm still learning things, and I can uh. kind of see, like, I even, like, look through this, like, scrapbook of, of collages that you're holding, and, uh. and I'll even see stuff that I, that I think, like, oh, yeah, that one's not very good. And I was then, just a beginner so. eight weeks ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I can tell, like, when certain uh-huh. ones don't, don't work, and, uh-huh. um... But, um, yeah, there's some other collage stuff. Like, I have a couple of them that are appearing online uh, with some, like, uh, literary journals or, like, poetry magazines and stuff. So um, that's really exciting for me to, like, be able to, like, do something that's totally different from the literary stuff that I'm doing. But um, to have it kind of still uh, displayed in, in those places. Yeah, for those who don't know, describe to people what your, uh, Kevin is not simply a writer, he's also a publisher, and he's done this for 20-something years now. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and so Your mission statement uh, 25 words or less. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do a small press called Future Tense Books, and uh, we published a couple of books here. Um, started in 1990. I kind of started off, to, like, basically just to kind of put my own stuff out there, and um, so I didn't, um, I didn't um, come from any sort of, like, writing program or mm-hmm. any any kind of academic background, and so when I was f- first starting out writing and wanting to get my stuff out there, um, I started my press so I could make my, you know, like, stapled little books mm-hmm. and, like, uh, sell them for $2 at, at open mic readings and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And that's kind of the way Future Tent started. Um, I, was, I was very much inspired by um, uh, independent record labels and, and things like that. And um, and so um, that's how that started. Uh, I, I moved to Portland in, in 92, uh, just, just a couple of years after I I started the press. Started to meet a lot more writers and stuff here, and um, uh, and people were intrigued by um, my own little like crappy little 
chop book thing uh, that I was like Xeroxing, uh-huh. and um, and so I would help. I, you know, I started like showing people how to do it, and I, I met people um, that I liked a lot uh, with their writing, and so I I would help them make their their little chop book, and I would and I said, well, let's put future tense on the back. We'll just like you know this will be like a future tense release or whatever, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and so that kind of that's kind of how it started, and um, you know got a little bit more serious as time goes on, and um, it's just something really fun to do, and I, I think one of the things about Future Tense is that I, um, I'm serious about it, but I'm not, I've never been, like, like, super, super serious, business-minded about it, mm-hmm. I haven't, um, and I think that's kind of, like, when, when it starts to become less fun mm-hmm. for people, when they're like, oh, I gotta, you know, like, get a, get a business license, you know, I have to uh-huh. make this, um, non-profit, and I have to, um, you know, figure out my schedule and write all these, you know, descriptions like a year before the book comes out, and it's right, like right. all that stuff is kind of like, um, it's it it's not that exciting for me. <laughs> so I mean, I, I I like doing that stuff, but like if I'm gonna write a description of a book, I want it to be for a book that's coming out like you know three or four months from now, mm-hmm. and right. and you know not like write it like a year and then like have to wait around for it. Mm-hmm. So it's like um, that DIY urgency. But, so yeah, know. and I just like I like doing things. Um, and is that uh, how Future Tense quickly. book works? Book um, works now. Is it? Yeah, quick? I mean we uh, we start we 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 still do some chat books, um, but we have we have mostly <coughs> progressed to the point where we're doing mostly paperback books now. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is just, you know, the evolution of, like, printing and mm-hmm. and the way printing is so much more accessible and digital printing is, is easier to, to deal with and you don't have to come up with, like, you know, these big chunks of money to print a book and stuff anymore. And so that's been really great for us and, and for, a, for a number of small presses. Um, and it's a really... Um, it's really a... a a healthy time for a lot of like small presses and a lot of like great, you know, quote unquote underground or small press literature or small press poetry or, you know, some, even like small press um, essays, small press science fiction publishing houses, you know, like mm-hmm. all sorts of uh, places have sort of like taken. Um, taking that and run with it. No, I know this so. this town in particular is crawling oh, yeah. is crawling with that, but that's yeah. sort of a nationwide or worldwide thing that you mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, so with with that, um, in with with that comes um, uh, a little bit more expectations from people, and and mm-hmm. you know we've been doing it for over twenty years now, and and um, a I I just publish stuff that I get really excited about or if I meet an author that I think is doing really awesome stuff. Um, I've just somehow um, developed an eye for, for what I really like and it seems to be, um, you know, something that, that, that a lot of other people like too. So, um, so... It's great to, to be able to, to do that and like help other people get their you know their books out and I, I do I have published like established people um, people who've had other books out but I, I tend to publish a lot of like newer kind of up and coming people and um, it's it's thrilling for me to like to be kind of like a springboard for for people and to get their work out there and you know move on from there. Sure, well, maybe you're, you're the incubator for the right. young, you know. Yeah. Well, that's that's a marvelous and rare thing to be both uh, a gifted practitioner of uh, of the craft and someone who's opening doors for other people and uh, and making stuff happen. So thanks for being that way. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to be that way. Yeah, yeah we. Do. I, I want to do it. Like uh, you know, I want to keep doing future tents for. Um, you know, for the rest of my life. We were talking about the voice of this narrator can Uh come across as somewhat naive Uh or uncertain. Now, both of them are kind of casting about in the dark, and this is, I found that to be very, very realistic. Both of the characters. Yes, and very um, uh, reassuring and (laughs) true to life in my experience. Neither of them has the answer. Exactly, and here's the thing. There ain't no answer. If you think there is, you just haven't figured it out yet. There's been a couple of people who have been annoyed by the narrator and 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, for the most part, the book has gotten a really great response. Uh, but um, there's been a, there have been a couple of, of reviewers that are sort of um, charmingly um, dismayed by by parts of the book. And I charmingly think, uh, dismayed. Charmingly <laughs> dismayed. <laughs> like you know, I. Uh, <laughs> Like, do you like the way they put their, their slams, their uh, callings? Yeah, I don't know. This guy is such a nevishish love. How does he get that great girl? And you're like, look at me, I don't know. Uh, right. Well, it, sometimes it's kind of funny to get to get criticized for, for you know, like your writing or whatever. Like, it's 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 interesting um, well, it's to so see, personal. like, what bothers people. Um, what has bothered people? I don't, I mean, I don't write things uh, to purposely bother people at all but you know when you write something that's that's meant to be really personal or um you know really get into the guts of something um you don't want it to be for everyone you you don't want because there are there are people out there who are scared to like go deeply into things and so i'm fine with like bothering those people <laughs> like you know yeah, if no one so, gets bothered i mean you're probably yeah going then it's like and yeah. it's too safe or something yeah right. um so i mean uh what's what you were talking about mark about not really knowing exactly what's going on is is an exciting place to be absolutely mm-hmm. if you can navigate that with some some kind of voice right mm-hmm. um so i think that a couple of the criticisms uh well like um the the most you know uh well known of the bad reviews um, happened with uh, was the Kirkus review. The, the Kirkus review, whoever reviewed it for Kirkus review, was really just very angry about it. Oh, um, no. <laughs> and then they uh, they were talking about how um, uh, they were these unlikable people, and why why should they get you know why should they get together at all at the end? Like they should have just stayed apart, broken up, wow. Um, wow. and. Uh, and they said, like, you know, they're, like, these obnoxious hipsters with vague jobs, you know. And, like, uh, I mentioned the jobs, like, two or three times. They were very, very, um, <laughs> you know, the well, jobs well, are there. I, the they're not vague. The jobs are, like, day jobs for yeah. writers and well, whoever. I know? felt empowered and ennobled um, by, by their you know, having to scrabble for money all the time and for yeah. them to be, uh, to, to be thrilled and for their evening to be saved by finding an unexpected 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Huge. Yeah. And let's yeah. go out and spend it. Yeah. <laughs> let's not do yeah. something like pay the electric. Well, yeah. yeah, no, and, and maybe, you know, I fall under that description myself. But mm-hmm. th- that's, and, uh, and and also I loved uh, the uh, the steakums, evoking the steakums. Oh, yeah. Oh, their childhood mm-hmm. poverty foods. Yeah. And yeah. That, was, uh, that was very real to me. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, there was just this one line, it, how he says things that uh, it's like he's just being a little specious, like he mm. he understands what's going on, but he's not commenting on it, and you so you'd start to doubt whether he understands what it is he's talking about, sort of thing. Mm. Um, however, there's a real beauty in that, too. You, we were talking before about these little moments, and then there's these big dramatic moments in your life, and and how it's the, it's the mix of all of those that... that that is our life, and during this, uh, this one passage is talking about the ba- the breakup. Um, what should we have called that? Oh yeah. How should we be thinking about that? You're talking about that, and then there's two sentences just stuck right in the middle of that that says, "You wanted to move back in with me. You moved back in." We tried to focus on the positive, and it was just this huge move. You know, this giant plot turn that you just kind of state very. Blandly yeah. and quietly, and then you just go on. Uh, and it's that sort of voice that I I, I really enjoyed and, that. And he he, the character might just comment in a very small way on something big like that, and then later on might cry at a, what seems like a small moment mm. because it just resonates in some way. Yeah. And that's 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 human. That's yeah. in in the emergency we do incredible things, and then. Mm-hmm. On a normal day at work, we just can't cope. It's mm-hmm. right, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, it ends with this be- that that particular chapter ends with this beautiful three sentence, four sentence, five sentence thing that says, um, "You appeared in my bed again at night. Things felt better that way. Life fell back into some kind of order. It was a start, a new start." And 
it's it, that just says so much. Um, and uh, anyway, that was just one of those character in, in, it, in its in its clarity, but uh, in its in its poetical sensitivity. The poetic, the, the, the fact that you had been sentence. reading poetry during this really shows, I think, mm-hmm. and, uh, especially in this passage. Yes. Shall no, I read yes, the one please. that we were talking about? <laughs> yes. Read it. Do it. Okay. Is anyone sick of hearing my voice? Would Not you read it? Not at all. Read it. No. Okay. Read it. Do it sexy. Do it really sultry. Oh, yeah. okay. That's what we want. Okay? On the same page. Yeah. Sometimes I walked around with my cock sticking out of the front flap of my boxers, but only when it was erect. You were trying to check your email, and I kept pacing closer to you. I started rubbing your back, and you turned your head to put me in your mouth. My breath got quicker, and you twisted in your chair for a better angle. I had to stand on the tips of my toes a little. I read through your email inbox while you sucked on me. Sarah, James, Jennifer, Dad, Chris, Sage, Rob, 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 Sarah, Rob. I wondered why Rob emailed you so much. Was it the Rob from your library or some other Rob I didn't know? Suddenly, the doorbell rang, and you stopped. You shut down the computer and stood up. The doorbell rang again. I owe you half a blowjob, you said. The newest release on Future Tense is a collection of essays by Jamie Iredell mm-hmm. uh, called I Was a Fat, Drunk, Catholic School Insomniac. Nice. Um, and it's really great. Uh, just got a good review in Publishers Weekly. And what does Kirkus say? Kirkus uh, <laughs> Review is not... We do not send books to Kirkus Review. Oh. Um, but... Um, uh, yeah, it's it's really great. Um, it just came out a couple months ago, and it's uh, it's a really beautiful book. We have a couple of great books coming out this year. Um, the, the the big one will be a memoir that comes out this summer by Wendy Ortiz uh, called Excavation. I am Jason Squamata for Book Circle Online. We've been talking about This Is Between Us by Kevin Sampson. Um My co-hosts are... Mark Savage. And Pat Janowski. You can tweet me at SquamataPod. Mark, where can they find you? Um, at home in bed most often. Um, I'm but but your your essence, your essence. essence um, I guess sometimes on Facebook. Okay. Um, I'm we're we're working on some Pat and myself are working on. I've got um, things we're we're developing and it's too early to say because um, they, we, we they don't exist. Say. Okay, fair they enough. They exist in our minds. Okay, but they're throbbing against oh, the yes. membrane of manifestation. Well, yeah, that, wow. that, that's how I'd put it. I have a P- I've had the same PO box. I've had. A P.O. Box for about 20 years now. What's, What's the number, number of it? If you want to What's say, the number? If you P.O. Box 42416, and the zip code is 97242. So if you want My to send things yeah. to, to Kevin, Kevin Samsel, Samsel, he may put them in a collage. Yes. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah collage meet for, for Kevin. Uh, really the most reliable place to find what I'm up to these days is at the website of my band, which is called Bejeret, Bejeret.com, B-E-R-G-E-R-E-T-T-E. Nice. Thank you. Okay, Book Circle Online. Woo! Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you. Thank Please, you. join Thank us you. again. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. From managing editor Jason Squamata, executive producers Maria Menounos, Phil Svitek, and Kevin Undergaro, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Book Circle Online. For more discussion, go to bookcircleonline.com. And if you have comments, questions, or book title suggestions, write us at info at bookcircleonline.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this is Book Circle Online. BCO, join the circle.